0: Welcome to Creative Reboot.
1: We've got a really exciting episode for you today with the lovely Tara Palaki from The Feminine Space. She creates unique roadmaps that help women navigate their fertility journeys with nourishment, nurturing and support. Hi Tara, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Hello, so excited to be here. Yay! <laughs> lots of yay. There's going to be lots of yay in this. Lots in this, of yay. Uh, I'm very excited.
0: I've literally only heard the tiniest bit about what you do, Tara, and I'm so excited to hear more about it. So <laughs> I'm going to throw you straight in the deep end and I'm going to get okay. you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do.
2: Okay. So um I am somebody who has really started to evolve into where I'm at right about now. And that is a kinesiologist, like if you want the titles, I'm a kinesiologist, but actually what I'm really passionate about is creating these experiences when women come into my orbit as such, where there really is that focus around nourishment, nurturing and support, and those loving experiences, but also then offset with these really practical toolkits that are gonna help to navigate the roller coasters of of fertility journeys and really give them the opportunity for them to have the most amount of confidence and energy and to feel the most inspired that they can during journeys that are really blooming tough. And I kind of, I guess the gift of love that comes through this is because I've really noticed that that's something that is very clinical, the fertility journey. And yet actually part of the nourishment comes through love and connection And all of these supports and all of these aspects, which is why I actually called the business the feminine space, because they're very feminine qualities. And I really, really recognize how important, how vital they are, actually, to the woman's experience as she goes through this journey. And so because of that, then I'm starting to offer it through traditionally my one to one therapy but now starting to actually do more work with groups of women and coming into doing more online courses and group courses so that there's community starting to build around this because again that's just such a valuable valuable um support for women during these times
0: cool so excuse my complete Idiocy because obviously I'm very much learning about this. So when you're talking about fertility, then are you talking about just literally in the concept of um, having babies, and or is there is there more to it than that?
2: Okay, so for me, there's more to it. So there is there is the aspect around fertility and and sort of the well woman within that fertility journey. So that's kind of the day in day out. Bearing in mind some women on their fertility journeys for years and that's the wellness, like the psychological wellness, the energetic aspect of wellness, um, the emotional, the, the, the spiritual, the practical, the physical, mental aspect of wellness. But also then there's real poignant pivotal times and landmark times that can come into a woman's fertility journey, which will be around IVF which may be around baby loss. And those are the times, again, of doing more tailored support and holding space that's specific because they're very, very unique set of circumstances. And then there's also supporting women as they're coming towards, where they're starting to make decisions about stopping treatment and then starting to embrace a plan B life, whatever that may look like. So that road may include things like adoption, um, but that road may also include beginning to journey to acceptance of a child-free life. So it really is that big spectrum for women in terms of wherever they may arrive on their journey. Um, Usually people have started to have some form of challenges by the time that they come to me. Um, I've had a few clients that have been on the pill and starting to talk about having a family and they've they've come for support as to how they start to... um, bring this into their life you know around their business their partner those sorts of things but generally people come to me who have already started to have some some issues and bumps in the road
1: cool thank you and i think something that i would probably interject there is that obviously you have kind of your core women that you help but a lot of the techniques that you use a lot of the techniques that the feminine space kind of stands for and and does and a lot of all all, most of the work you do I think has a has that wider audience as well of, of women in general so what you said earlier about you know the feminine the feminine feels and the feminine power um and I think something that um kind of drew us to wanting you on the podcast is that a lot of business um advice and a lot of business kind of um uh information is incredibly male it's not necessarily done by males but it's very male focused it's very kind of Punchy yeah. and and actually we love the idea that you've built this business around such feminine values for a very specifically feminine um, issue. I know that obviously fertility affects both both men and women, but your business specifically is around supporting women and about um, and I know that some of the energy work that you do is, is very kind of wider feminine um, focused, and I think that that um, that is quite magical for for what is after all a feminine run podcast. Yeah. yay i'm just gonna do a hand wave at that <laughs> i can when you were talking earlier i was gonna do some like jazz hands so i was like oh no one can see me that's sad <laughs>
0: don't dist- and don't distract she was on, on a good course <laughs> there i was enjoying listening to that brilliant
1: definitely <laughs> Fantastic. so how did you get into what you're doing where what brought you um kind of what what was your journey um your sort of business creative life
2: journey what what brought you to running the feminine space so um the feminine space all began out of um i guess that sort of funneling probably actually that masculine funneling in terms of i trained as a kinesiologist which allows me to treat um all people for all things you know i was treating people who had um who were experiencing grief or high levels of anxiety or skin conditions you know children, adults, older people, men, women, and they say in business, find your niche. <laughs> like, that's I was just right about to say, not a niche. <laughs> find, your, find your niche. And so about 2014, I began going, oh, okay, I think I need to find a niche. I don't know what this looks like, and I tried around with all these different niches, and I was, I was starting to play. However, I was also starting to really step into my own fertility journey. And I tell you what, I began to realise how little I knew about my body as a woman. Like, I'm not talking about the the sort of biochemistry side of things, but I mean, like the really super helpful stuff, the stuff that actually could enhance my relationship with myself, the stuff that actually could help me to to know how to handle things like my hormones. (laughs) You know, uh, the conversations that we have at school around our periods are here's a tampon, here's a cup of blue water, once a month, that will happen, the, the, the tampon will will get okay. wet, and by the way, don't get pregnant.
0: Yeah, well, at which point no, I was I'm, totally terrified at school when I saw that.
2: Yeah, because I'm, there's, there's no relationship to that, there's nothing very helpful, and then you go into the wider context of, you know school if you happen to be ratty school and this carried on in the workforce this wasn't just playground behavior but if you happen to be ratty if you happen to be having a bad day like ooh, she's on the blob mm-hmm. maybe you're just a bit of a horrible person mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. how often yeah, were we dismissed mm-hmm. around if we had any form of an issue it was because we must have been on the blob not because actually there might have been a real genuine concern around something and so, and then we've got the adverts on the TV, which I don't know if you had this, but were women roller skating and rollerblading in white hot pants? I mean, I don't know about you, but that's not what I fancy doing when I'm, I'm, I'm getting, to- I mean, uh, we, we, won't gross our, we won't gross our listeners out, but I
1: will say I started my periods very young. I was nine when I started and a nine-year-old managing sanitary towels doesn't always go very effectively shall we say rollerblading was something i did roller skating actually was something i did roller skating wearing anything white while i was on my period really not so much so yeah i that's it's not realistic is it it's not it's not it's not um, I'm having, it's not uh, reflective of our experience is it no i'm having
0: a <laughs> screaming memory just coming back to me of when i went through a phase of wearing this lovely long white skirt one summer and uh had a lovely flooding episode around this boy that i really had a crush on his house i was absolutely mortified and I never wore white again, funnily
1: enough. <laughs> I actually don't think
2: I've seen you wear white even now. No. <laughs> no. Mm. Mm. But how often, if you ask any woman the amount of stories that we have like that in our back catalogue, but what I found really interesting is how much shame we also attach to them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And how much we have formulated ideas around who we are based out of so much of that information and and I'll be honest those stories that we tell ourselves usually aren't where we're cheerleading ourselves they're the ones usually where we're really down on ourselves and so when I began to it was pure fluke it was an absolute pure fluke that I happened to have a conversation with somebody once a mind body spirit exhibition where she started to talk about this idea of feminine energy. And I was like, what? And she was like, beginning to explain about sisterhood. And instead of competing, women competing with one another, actually these tribes of women coming together to support and champion one another. And I was like, okay, this, this, you know, I'm not going to be fun. I'm going to be honest. When I first heard this, I was like, there's a part of me that's going, really? This sounds incredible. There was another part of me that was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But what it started doing is I got curious and I began to spend more time with people who then started to tell me about this idea, for example, of working with your cycle. And then I began to start uncovering some books that were so, so super helpful. And this idea, like the first bit that really, really struck me was this idea that you could rest around the time of your bleed because I'd always had horrendous periods and it was always something that I felt like I had to push through look at the images that we received look at what wasn't spoken about so I was like this must be some failing on my heart the heart that I don't have the energy or the capacity to keep going and I want to stop so it's clearly I'm broken somewhere so I just have to work harder push through That's that's what I'm hearing along with all these messages, you have to be consistent, school, consistency, work, consistency. We even have key performance indicators on your consistency. And so this idea that actually women had a monthly cycle rather than a daily cycle, and that that allowed for these energy flows of when you rested versus then actually when you had the organic energy to really progress from, Really made me go, Wow, I've received some really damaging education, and even if there was nothing else that I'd learn other than it was okay to rest, that single single thing of being given permission to rest when I didn't have any energy around the time of my bleed, that transformed my life mm-hmm. so. I began sharing it with women and I set up a Facebook group at the time. It's 2015. And in three months, four months, it had nearly a thousand members. Wow. And it was all around this. It was called connect your feminine flow. And it was all around offering women the opportunity through a series of videos to start to learn more about their body and, and what gets called the seasons of your cycle. And Women for the first time were hearing something that they could properly work with that was helpful and that inspired them. And that they had a community of women that got these words, like I'm in my winter, I'm in my spring, my summer, my autumn, and they got what that meant. So they could speak with other women and be understood. They weren't alone as well, which I think is really important when you're starting to discover something new about your body or a new way of working or a new language that can feel perhaps a little bit far out that you've got other people that are coming with you, other tribe members as as it were. So it was a phenomenal success in terms of creating an impact. And that was really born out of my fertility journey. Because whilst it wasn't gonna help me conceive as such, it was certainly going to help me understand being a woman. And on your fertility journey, it is the most feminine act. You know, generally fertility journeys have the man being in their most masculine and the feminine being in their most feminine. And yet I began to understand how much we would repressed and separated ourselves from so many things that made us intrinsically women. And that really saddened me.
1: And And I I think, sorry, that's, that's really magical because, so as I'm, I'm, I, so I don't have periods at the moment. My, my contraception stops that and I'm quite open about that, but they were difficult for me when I did have them through school. Um, and as you're speaking, and I know we talked about this in in brief before, and I've watched your videos and stuff, but actually I'm starting to recognize that the message that we are given is that it's, it's you that's at fault when actually, if you, you know, sometimes you just can't, you don't, your energy isn't, Right around that time it's different um and that would make a huge difference to adult women but imagine if we taught pu- like women at puberty imagine if we taught girls who were going through that that that'd be amazing
0: or well, even just yeah. to te- to teach them to talk to each other about that kind of thing as well the thing that I really i I was always close to tears listening to you talking there because I just heard a lot of stuff about that you know through my own life that I record I've got like a more than 20 year. Battle with PCOS that I've, I've struggled with um and the thing that really struck me on there was the, the whole being alone part because I for you know for 20 years I didn't talk to people about it I made excuses as to why I couldn't come to work because I literally couldn't leave the, the bathroom for four or five days and um I run I ran pill packets together to try and get to work so people wouldn't question me about why I was off sick every mm. month and and those kinds of things so it was just that whole idea, I think, is like you said, you were right at the beginning that you said about how women talk to each other and work together and there's that community thing. Actually, if we all talk to each other about all this 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 kind of thing, how much different or how much better our, our lives and our worlds could be because we're sharing all of this information. So oh, I feel a little a little bit <laughs> carry on talking without me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: and thank you for sharing because. There is so much and this is why I'm such a champion of women because you scratch the surface and you see what women are doing under the surface, some women, to just show up every day and then we're told to be consistent on top of that and being given these really strict frameworks that actually weren't designed for us they were designed very much to suit sort of the male energy and i don't mean that in terms of a separation between us and men this is about learning how to in in equality allow men and women to flourish full stop in their strengths and to do that women have got to firstly have some good education around what's going on secondly to have can have that space those spaces to be able to talk and share and thankfully this is increasing thankfully you know since 2015 i start coming across this i'm i've seen such a massive transition in five years it is so so powerful And so many more groups and things like Instagram make it so much easier. You just search by hashtags and you can start to find your tribe. It's amazing for that. But they're saying that we still haven't dissolved the shame that sits around a lot of this. And where you have shame, you have separation. It just is. And so this is about how do we bring to light in the most loving nourishing supportive way education that inspires women melts down the shame builds community and then from that women get the support that they need and that you know if the shame starts with our periods imagine how far how big it gets by the time that you get to fertility issues because it can feel like I can observe it feeling like our wounds are cherished when they create a child. Like, that's when they get recognised. Let, there's been a baby, mate. But if there's anything that's not working or off or out of balance, let's not talk about it. Well, it's funny, yeah, you, yeah. Say, you say that,
0: actually, because I think that one of the things, say, i 20 years backwards and forwards to see doctors and endocrinologists and gynaecologists and everybody, and the thing that always came back to me was... Um, we can give you this pill for now but um, come back and see us when you want a baby and that was it that's that's all anyone ever wanted to 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 say to me really so it's like yeah how do you go about living your life if you don't want a baby but you've still got these these issues
2: and that's a really brilliant point because again part of what's been observed with the medical professions professionals the pill came out what in the 60s Mm-hmm. There's not really being massive headway mm-hmm. around supporting women and their hormones and um, contraception. You know, it almost like the pill was created, job done. <laughs> we don't need to look at this again. <laughs> and, and it was offered as like this one, this, this sort of golden dream that this will help women. And I think it's really radicalised, you know, you can't dispute this has helped bring women into the workplace. Like it's radicalised the the sort of women's movement, which is incredible. But surely, like, let's look at updating some of this. We're worth it. We're 50% of the population. (laughs) We're really, really worth it. Yeah, there's quite a lot of us about, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: I was thinking mean, as well we kind of hold the power really because without us
2: the babies don't appear you mm-hmm. know, So, <laughs> well we're quite intrinsic to it all aren't we yeah yeah generally and also the value you know of that come back when you want a baby and then we'll look at doing some work then mm. what about your experience of being a woman between now and then whether you have children or not, decide to have children or not yeah what about the value of your experience Mm. that actually you don't deserve to be in agony once a month and you know to be in that place where you're terrorized by your cycle Mm. which some women are and I you know I'm I've on and off I've had anemia all my life because my cycles are so heavy so I get the shame around flooding and I get the shame around period pains and and all of this and then the, the low energy from the anemia and, you know, the options were, here's the pill. The pill didn't agree with me. The pill made me, if, if hormones drove me crazy, the pill was, not, it was Was even worse. But when they're your only options, again, there's a lot of messaging that, that you can start to take from that that's either explicitly said or implied, mm. or you can just make up because there's just this barren of silence yeah
0: exactly oh i could literally talk about this for hours and hours i think this is such a
1: fascinating subject it's amazing i love i love tara's work i I could also talk to tara for hours um, because because it's fascinating and it's not something i've come across in very many places i think picking up on the undercurrent of shame there's a lot of people who won't talk about it don't talk about it i think sometimes even people who are working with it to help still don't talk about it as openly and then that, in turn, makes you think, oh well okay i'm talk- I'm, I'm going to therapy, but I won't tell anyone about it because do you know what I mean Where what you need to be able to say is actually yes i'm i'm seeing, i'm I'm, I'm having this because I need help with this or mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it, and obviously it's going to be different for every woman, but i I do think it's something that we all need to talk about more Absolutely. um and there is a there is a whole side note there which maybe isn't quite within scope for this podcast, although we do say we talk about all the things that um I know recently I've been having quite a lot of conversations with friends about how the pill as wonderful as it is has a real negative impact on your libido mm-hmm. and obviously that kind of defeats the purpose of being on it doesn't it a little bit like you want to be on the pill so you can have lots of sex but you can't have lots of sex you don't want it anymore like this isn't really i feel I feel like someone's missed something there and like you say it hasn't really been um in like it hasn't been updated since it was kind of released and and that makes me feel a little bit sad for Anyone who's on it and does want lots of sex, because, like, that, I don't know, as I say, that may not be quite within scope of what we're going to talk. But we said we talk about all the things with no, we said unvarnished truth, didn't we, Sarah? Absolutely, we yeah, up, so. we don't hold back on anything. <laughs> no, we're not, is, we're not, not scared good. of um, talking about all of this sort of stuff. But so. I think all of it fits in with that kind of women, feminine shame, um, you know, not being heard, not being listened to. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to how that fits in with fertility, because I'm um, just at the age now where um, a lot of my friends are on that journey of starting to I'm a little bit maybe a little bit of a late starter like some of my friends have also been doing it uh, and and having babies since their sort of mid-20s but in my mid-30s there is like the fertility thing has raised its head suddenly far more than I think any of us expected um and this is another reason obviously we wanted you on because i think it's a, a really important topic and people don't talk about it like there are people who will tell you after they've had their baby or after they've um reconciled their plan b life then absolutely they will tell you about the journey but people don't talk about it during their journey mm. and i think that's something that you know you you really help with and i think that's really needed
2: mm. thank you you know something i heard um Brené Brown was asked a question. I don't know who asked it, um, but Brené Brown—I like I don't know if you know her, but she—I love her. <laughs> God, yeah, amazing. And, no, I, she incredible to listen to, but she's revolutionised. Again, she's given people a framework around vulnerability, shame, and a way to be able to talk and express it. And and you know, she's radicalised and transformed where we are right now she's given us a whole kit to deal with this stuff love her um and one of the she was interviewed i think i think it was jody day and jody day is an author of a book that's something called like um living your your plan b life and jody's work is all around life after infertility but she's bigger than that again she's created a really big childless and child-free movement um She's incredible and she was such a big resort of my journey, her book. Um, but she was in a conference and, and Brene Brown was there, and she said, In all your shame work, how does it fit in when women are on fertility journeys? And she said that was one of the most interesting parts of her study because no woman She said, and people would talk about bereavement, affairs, addiction. She said, you know, people would talk so openly about every area of their life. She said, whereas no woman ever revealed that they had fertility challenges when they were in their journey. They only spoke about it in retrospect. They never spoke when they were actively in treatment or or reported, she said, the data is void whenever anybody flagged up that that had been a part of their shame journey or vulnerability, they all spoke in retrospect, either they got the baby or they'd done the work and the healing to to Mm. distance from the very, very raw um, challenges. She said it is the only, it was like the only issue that that there was such clear distinction on. And Mm. I thought, wow, that's Mm. powerful. Really powerful, so telling
0: it is it just kind of goes to sort of show the minds of women really what it, I, d- I don't know whether it's a do we are we just sort of predisposed to think oh i i just need to get on with this and and deal with, you know deal with the the thinking about it afterwards or um oh i don't know that's yeah why why do we do that
2: well some of my observations again start with How do we embrace ourselves as women? How are we embraced as women? And then look again at a lot of what's around. So things like the messaging around 12 weeks. So you have your 12-week scan, and it's at that point that you can tell people because, you know, you might miscarriage beneath, beneath, before 12 weeks. You know, the likelihood of miscarriage is quite high. So, you know, don't tell anybody. And then at your 12-week scan, that's when you tell people. And there's this real dismissiveness around recognising at what point women become mothers. Like, it, the 12-week scan seems to be the, the, the validity of, you're now a mum. Before then... And and medically, this is sadly what number of women here, you know, these things happen. Mm. You can try again. Even from the professionals, at least you know you can fall pregnant. (laughs) And these women are devastated. You know, if I'm working with a woman who's had three, four, five miscarriages, they're in such active grief. Now, if they'd have lost their mum, their dad, their sister, their brother their best friends you know if, if they'd have lost five significant people in their life people would would know and would be like oh my goodness how like what can i do and you know and we're not great with grief but, but i we're think be- we're better with grief
1: of, of living of, of people who are living than people who i think it's yeah, it's that people that you
2: know whereas,
1: yet, whereas unfortunately yeah, people don't know how to hmm. talk about it do they and i think that's that's a real i don't know if that's a a uk thing i don't know if that's like a a weird Brit thing, or if that's just no, a, I don't a everywhere think it is. thing.
0: No, I think it. Like Tara said, it does come from. I, I used to be a paramedic, Tara, so I I oh. get what you're saying about the whole uh, medical side of it because it is very much like that. It's even when you're taught to to deal with those kinds of um uh, those patients, those those situations, you it's very much a oh you know the fetus is. at this age you know so it's like however many weeks this is what you're likely to see or you're not going to see anything
1: disassociated (laughs) from the humanity of it and the the connection with the the woman who's experiencing
2: that exactly Yeah. yeah and that's a really key word carla really key word it keeps if we're if shame separates us from our womb through our periods if then this clinical language that sits around our bodies and our experience with us, with our bodies also keeps that keeps promoting that disassociation and it's not looking at being brought back in at any point and what women are carrying isn't recognized. You can see the melting pot Mm -hmm. of emotions and turmoil and conflict that that woman's holding all that hurt that loss that grief that sadness that feeling like that that it's not valid that they should just be able to get over it and, and that feeling of
0: probably like um, blaming themselves as well as it's something yeah. that i did and yeah
2: yeah absolutely yeah that can come into it mm. and and again then you know <laughs> Women don't need that much encouragement to dislike their bodies. Certainly, you know, at points growing up, I don't know about you, but it's not like I looked in the mirror and went, "Yay, go me! I'm loving myself today."
1: <laughs> it's not, not, not the standard teenage experience, is it's it? it but, really? Sadly.
2: No. <laughs> no. But you add that in, and it, and it further adds to this, this really hard experience of being a woman, where you're, you know, let's be honest, self-loathing, self-hatred. Feeling like a failure, so that's why, you know, when I talk about the feminine space, bringing in loving experiences, bringing in nourishment, bringing in nurture, and bringing in support, it's not at a criticism around what the medical professions do because let's be honest, there's some incredible stuff that's out there, mm-hmm. but it's not the whole picture, and I think that's the really important thing: is it's not a complete picture, and that's where it does need raising the profile of what can help to make a whole picture so that that woman and women are supported and held and understood and validated. You know, every woman I've ever known, and this is myself included, and I'll probably do this after this podcast, like how was this? You know, we really want to be seen, heard and valued. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I'm,
1: I'm hearing a, a lot of, um, a lot of parallels between this and, women so a lot of the words that you're saying a lot of the the feelings that you're describing I think impact women who do anything other than the norm so anything whether it's starting a business whether it's going into sport whether it's doing there's so many women doing so many different things and the women that I know that are not following a the standard path like the you know go to school work hard go to uni get degree get married pop a couple of babies out like anything that deviates from that whether it's choice or not I hear these same these same words and these same self criticisms over and over again and i think that actually that's that's where i think that your work it has this amazing wider appeal because we all need that healing we all need that um we need to be able to kind of look at ourselves in a kinder way and and see what we're doing in it talk about what we're doing in in a less critical more loving way i think um and it doesn't even have to be I think I think a lot of people dismiss as soon as you say healing or loving I think people are like oh it's really fluffy and I don't think this is fluffy I think this is far more deep than that and far more needed and not there's anything wrong with fluffy I'm the fluffiest unicorniest girl going but I think there is something really core there and really quite I got I got I got chills when you were talking because I just hear it from as I say people don't talk about the facility journeys when they're in it but I think I think those feelings are common to
2: lots of different feminine experiences totally agree. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's sort of the wider picture, like you say, around the feminine space was to really raise the profile around the feminine energy. And what I mean by that is whilst this all sounds really fluffy, like you say, fluffy, I believe I'm really you know, comfortable between this uber practical and scientific world and the world of woo-woo and fluff. Because for me, actually, they're just the same side of the. They're just like a spectrum, mm-hmm. and they meet in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But we've valued or we've devalued words like support and nurture and compassion and kindness and um, trust, trusting yourself. You know, these words are so. So powerful, their feminine energy, and that is really now's the time to start raising the profile of it. You know, I believe that the feminist movement kind of paved the way for women, and now there's the opportunity for the feminine movement to come behind it to start really raising the profile of the feminine energy, and that will also then help balance out lots of other things like the masculine as well. Um, so yeah it's, it's bigger than fertility but again you know part of being in business you also kind of have to have these these niches as to what to hang on sense. to and and words to use don't you um, definitely
1: and i think i think it is an amazing niche to be and as i say i am I'm, I'm drawn to your work even though i've got no intention of having children um be, because of all those things that we've just talked about but i think having um i mean if we yeah if we relate it back to the sort of business side of creative reboot is that actually having a niche that you are passionate about but also is something that is so relatable for so many people um but actually so one of our one of our questions is about kind of challenges and struggles um and i'd, I'd love to know what your what your kind of maybe your biggest challenge around all of this has been because it is as you say it's quite a it's quite a niche niche um i'm good with the technical terms me <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what i mean it's quite a specific niche and it is one that i think has its challenges from a a business point of view because people don't talk about it. So do you have any thoughts on, on, what? or it might be something completely different. It might be a personal challenge that you face, but what, what would you say your, your, your challenge, your biggest challenge in your journey so far has been?
2: Um, I think that there's been two. So the one big challenge for me as a business owner was going through shit and trying to keep it together and grow, like not just turn up in my business, but grow my business. Fertility journeys, mine was seven years long. Like, <laughs> how often do you normally go through something that's that long? And it was at its rawest in height and height and most intense for three years of those seven years. You know, so that's a long old time and i have an incredibly supportive partner who's brilliant and again my heart goes out for anybody who's going through this who doesn't have that support in that way but it's still the loneliest most exhausting effed up journey you can go through and and it doesn't just challenge you in terms of having a baby or not it comes into your everyday energy where you position yourself where you feel your position as a woman in this world your friendships your family your social circles it takes over your life it consumes your being everything that makes you you this affects and and it affects your wider community towards you and i think that's some of the cruelty about this is i remember one of my best friends being pregnant and her anxiety and worry in telling me which is so beautiful that we have that love but i just got so sad that it just felt like another thing that 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 this just cruelly touched rather than it being just this celebration if there is this thing and love her dearly love her family dearly um I just never wanted it to be a thing, but it is a thing, and you can't get away from it being a thing. so I think you know that was the biggest challenge was I naturally want to progress and grow, and it's a very strange arena where when you're in that world, growth I found really challenging, um, and I showed up not in a way how I always wanted to, you know I would find myself like on day one being amazing and being like yeah I'm on this but then maybe 20 days later something shifted in my world and I'm having a bit of a breakdown behind the scenes and I'm like I can't even begin to cope with any of this. That sounds like my life. (laughs) (laughs) Fairness that was two days ago for the last couple of days and that's where you need to learn your cycle and chart your cycle so you can plan around it because
0: this is what Carla said to me countless times, Like because some days I will say to her, oh, I've done so much today, I've been really productive, I'm banging it out of the park, I'm really proud of myself, and then the next day, it's like there's a black cloud over my head, and I yes. can't stop sobbing, and I'm like, why isn't this working, why is everything going wrong, and she'll
2: go to me, where in your cycle are you, Sarah, and I'm like, ah, oh, hadn't thought of that. <laughs> But how awesome is it that you have those conversations? Mm-hmm. Because mostly,
1: mostly, I'm going to say, since I've been working with you, like I did not have this awareness <laughs> before
2: that. So,
1: I mean, I had the like, is it full moon? Fucking full moon. And yes, also, yeah. can I say? I think this is this is the first episode that we've got this far into without one of us swearing. So, well done, Tara. Well impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: hear me going like the F. You can say it, we're
0: not worried, we'll we don't, we don't have the explicit writing, it's fine. Yeah,
2: fine. <laughs>
1: um, but no, I think I think that is, like you say, it's amazing to be able to talk about, it. there's not, I can't, I mean, I try and talk about it with everyone, and some people are very receptive, like Sarah's amazing, and we do have those conversations now, um, may, maybe not on the first day we met, but you know. Now <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: yeah, enough, um, but you but know. some
1: people, some people still don't have that, um, that kind of awareness, and you you kind of sometimes i'll say like oh you know what where do you, do you think this might be related or like are you, are you on or that kind of stuff and people just kind of shrink and go oh i don't, I don't talk that. like i don't i don't want to think but it's a still three, that shame is isn't it yeah it is mm-hmm. it is so tara how would you um i'm just going to go totally off script now because i'm far too interested in this to keep to our normal questions <laughs> how would you suggest that um like as a starting point if if, if people say so if, if our lovely listeners are listening and they're going this is amazing but like what the fuck i have no idea how to start with this like where would you recommend starting to learn a little bit more about your cycle and kind of learn to work with it a bit good question
2: yes so awesome question so there are currently two places that i would direct people <laughs> so on my youtube channel i which we'll have, link to in the show
1: notes mm, I'll just yeah drop in there. i
2: have Got a whole series of videos that start to share around the seasons of your cycles and what you can expect. And it starts with the science. You know, I'll start talking through your hormones, what's happening each month, the dance that goes on between the estrogen and progesterone. There's lots that goes on, but just keeping it nice and simple, those two. And then how that, those hormones, what their roles and responsibilities are in the body, and how that then can show up in our moods and our energy. And those shifts that you're talking about, some days you're superwoman, other days you're under your desk crying and like you like, What's happened? <laughs> the good news is, and this is, this is, I'll come on to the second place where you can find it in a moment, but this is why it's so important to chart your cycle. Because if you were like me, I didn't have a very robust confidence. Like my confidence has got better as I've got older. So what that means is I tend to go to the, 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 the memory spots where I feel the least. So, you know, if I'm going to think about putting myself forward, so I'm like, oh, my goodness, but remember those days that you're underneath the desk. You can't go forward to do this because you're not going to be able to cope with any of that. And, and you know, you're not very stable. You're not very robust. You don't have the energy to deal with any of this. So I would shy away from things because that's, that's my memory of where i my benchmark for myself since i learned how to chart i can go some days i might be under the desk but do you know what i know when they're coming generally there's still a few that catch me out but i know when they're coming and i know how to work with it actually i just need to take the pressure off myself that's a big thing that keeps me from not being under the desk taking the pressure off myself and then i know that i can rest for a couple of days at that point because i will soar and i will excel you know, three, four days later, I amaze myself the workload I can get through at certain points in my cycle, and I also become so disappointed. The other end going, what is my name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was on it. You know, I was starting to if Seems you had around. heard the conversations
1: we've been having particularly during lockdown actually so and we're recording depending on when we release this we may or may not be out who the hell knows but we're recording this during lockdown and um we've been back and forth and i've heard this from lots of people but sarah and i speak most days because i'm night no- owl. Oh, she's in canada it's lovely um <laughs> and we have talked about the fact that like some days like you say you're amazed by the workload like, i think we've used almost those exact words like i'm amazed that i've pulled a 14 hour day and i'm still like it's 4 30 in the morning and i'm still raring to go and then a couple of days later i'm just like i can't even get out of bed i you know i'm gonna get out of bed because the cats need feeding but i today is not going to be a productive day Mm. and um and despite the fact you want it to it's, it's, it's not a case of not wanting to be productive it's just that your energy isn't there um and I think that's that might be a bit life changing. But can you track your cycle if you don't have periods? Because presumably you still have a cycle of sorts. So there'll be yeah. lots of people who, like me, are on the injection or running pills on or whatever. Like how how does that work? Is that in your videos? You don't have to repeat. If it uh,
2: no, that's then going to be the second piece. So as we ah, speak, fab. okay. This is what's coming together and going to be on my website, um, www.thefemininespace.co.uk, is a toolkit to help you chart your cycle. Fantastic. Ooh. And. I love paper, although I'm sure you can do this online, um, that each morning, so what I would always suggest is for at least three months you track your cycle. So you do day one. I'm gonna just assume for the moment that you do have a bleed. So day one, first day of your bleed, and then you can track what happens with your emotions, your physical, um, you know, if you've got any physical symptoms, your energy. And Generally also keeping an idea of life events because I think that has such a correlation to how your cycle is Mm. Track for three months. So you have data Mm -hmm. This is the science part you get to see patterns and trends in fairness. I did this for five years because I just It was so good even if nothing else I still every morning I journal and I jot what day of the cycle I'm on because then I've got no surprises because but before that, I spent 15 years going, oh, my world is falling apart. I'm going absolutely batshit crazy. And then I would come on after I'd totally lost the plot and it would surprise me every single month. <laughs> whereas... <laughs> That's like me. Now, I even knowing <laughs> when it's going to come. It's, I still do that. <laughs> yeah, whereas now, it, I still experience some tension, but I can go, it, it's day 24. You know, this happens on day 24. So... So, yeah, there's, 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 I talk you through the process of charting your cycle. And if you don't have a period, if you don't have a bleed, if you have your pill, then take it in correlation to your pill and see what starts to come up. Or the other anchor point that I get women to do is that if they don't have anything and they're very lost in their cycle, start with the moon. Just because it's a 28 day cycle
1: and it gives you something you can see. And actually I do, I do the thing that you've just described about falling apart. I fall apart and then I'm generally, I'm just like acting like a complete crazy person for about 48 hours. And then I'll go, that's the moon. (laughs) Moon That's why I've been acting like a crazy person for 48 hours. So whether that's moon related or cycle related that I I can vouch for that being a good place to start, I think. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that from pretty much whenever the next full moon is.
2: So, but if you flip it, so, Traditionally or or legendary wise, we're linked in, we're said to bleed around the new moon, which is the dark moon. Okay. The full moon, and then we ovulate around the full moon. Okay. Um I would start there, see what effect it starts to have. And I think that's that's sort of the, the more the folklore, the sisterhood, the red tent vibe that's around this is that you bleed on the full moon and you ovulate on the on the you bleed on the new moon and you ovulate on the full moon um what i would say is that you know full moons affect me they affect a number of women mm-hmm. and well there's a reason why the term lunatic was coined because mm-hmm. it is known in every prison in every, um, every
1: library public libraries well known <laughs> <Yeah>. for it are <laughs> you talking about library? that was but insane every, absolutely insane people yeah
0: i'm a parametric you know, working working on a full moon you knew you were going to deliver more babies and you were going to deal with more mental health patients it's just the thing yes
2: mm-hmm. absolutely mental health from the full moon because and i did learn it, it's something to do with the ions in the air like i love this something to do with the ions in the air start to change the because the full and then i'm going off topic totally fine, but this totally is with the full moon and the, and the new moon depending on where the moon's positioned in relation to the earth and the sun will depend upon, I guess, the sort of the gravitational pull and the energies that we've got going on. So one creates either more positive or negative ion charge in the body. And whichever one it is, I can't quite remember. I did uh, have this in my notes, but I've done a video on it, I'm sure. Um, One of them creates more, like your blood gets thicker. you tend to get more toxicity, Mm. which is around the full moon. And that's what causes more of the triggering of these mental health conditions because the blood's thicker, it's more toxic, the, the body isn't detoxifying in the same way. And when you look at a lot of mental health, there's a lot of things where the body isn't cleansing. So there's much higher chemicals, toxic chemicals going into the brain, which starts to create all these imbalances. Yeah. So, yeah, that's apparently linked in. With Fascinating. Oh,
0: that's, that's amazing. I love
2: it. <laughs> I know, right?
0: fantastic i feel like we should probably try and swerve this back into your to to you know the feminine space and 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 that side of things we've not actually asked our favorite question yet carla about sort of in your creative journey to building your business what has been your most glorious moment so far
2: yes okay can this be slightly more personal than just business?
1: It can be Absolutely. anything you like. It's yeah. about you. Okay. This, I mean, just, we we, we always say business because most people come to us with businesses. But yes, it is about you. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So, I've got two highs. One of it's just business was when I organized a retreat, weekend retreat, was just incredible of having 11 other women there to join and to experience this retreat between the women that came to support me and the women that showed up in that retreat, plus the retreat venue. It was just a very, very magical experience in 2017. Amazing. Um, So that was a big high. My next high was last year. So after all the dark, heavy stuff of um, the fertility journey, last year i kind of woke up with a major hangover on new year's day and went i'm curious how good i can make my life feel this year because i'm going to start the journey with letting go of the idea of becoming a biological mum and i i how good can this feel and so i went for it i was 40 last august and i created an absolutely epic year and it was filled with travel and adventure and excitement and it lit me up like I spent all of last year doing this deep healing work but also really for the first time in so long experienced true joy and and vibrancy and my eyes sparkled again that was my goal was to have my eyes sparkle again that was my new year's goal what's it gonna take for my eyes to sparkle again? That's what I want to happen. And uh, it it just lit up more than than I could ever have imagined. And it helped me learn to believe I could create again, that I could have an idea and that it could come to fruition because that gets really, really battered um, on a fertility journey. And so I started creating all these magical and amazing experiences. and. and And it was brilliant. So that became my most glorious thing, was an amazing year with friends and adventures and travel and, you know, really getting my marriage back on track and, and loving life. And then this year feels like this is the year to then really start to business expansion and grow and connect and impact
0: i think we need to give that a round of applause because that's probably one of the it best is. glorious moments i've heard and, I'm,
1: and i feel, and I feel like will... i need
0: to gush all over that it's yeah amazing. and your <laughs> eyes were
1: well and truly sparkly i wish i'd say so this is this is one of the very few times i'm like oh, i wish we did do a, 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 a vodcast is that even a thing but <laughs> that you guys could see video rather than just our voices because Taro, your 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 eyes just lit up while you were telling us about that it was amazing
0: i'm also very jealous because i turned 40 this august and I wanted to do all of those things. But unfortunately, there's this horrible virus that is now stopping me from doing a lot of that stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I was so I have to save it for
0: next year, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it. Set yourself the goals, the challenges, and and yeah, a fly. Amazing. For me, I began really small, like looking at what I could create within each moment. And it mm-hmm. did start at a grassroots level and then just, Expanded, so I wish you huge amounts of joy and happy creating for your Thank you Oh,
0: amazing! I love that. Fantastic, brilliant. That's the best answer to that question ever. That was. I love it. We don't need to do any more podcasts now. We're done. No, we're done. We've, we've, we've hit peak. <laughs> you briefly mentioned a little while back, talking about your partner. um About so one of our questions is about like your support network and how that's helped. Can you sort of talk us a little bit through how your support
2: network has helped you? So, um, my partner is the best business buddy that there is. Like the amount of times he's pulled me down from the ceiling. I mean, Carl <laughs> has witnessed some of this. He's, he's so level headed and um, he's in the army you know that that training comes out at times but bless him he's been on a journey as well like he didn't a woman crying was terrifying to him (laughs) so can you imagine then what starts to happen when you go on a fertility journey how often you cry oh my goodness (laughs) yeah I mean it's an education I'm guessing as well yeah so this is an army man who didn't grow up in an alternative environment you know then he meets me.
1: <laughs> That's amazing, he described
2: me once to his dad as, I've met this girl, I really like her. Bit of a hippie.
1: <laughs> that, that is the understatement of the century, isn't it, really?
2: But... <laughs> and then, so we've been together for 13 years now. A couple of days ago, my wheel started coming off because I'm just about coming on. And he's like, and I was like, oh, I've got to get it together because I've got this to do, that to do. And he's like, yeah. It's not your favourite time. It's not your best time of the month, is it? And I'm like, no. He, he, he just gets it. And now I can cry and he'll just put his arms around me. Aww. And I can have, you know, some of that PMT tension and he's just like, it's just that time of the month, isn't it? Not dismissively, mm. but he doesn't take it personally. And or, you know, we've also got a bit of a system set up where I'll just be like, babe, there's about two three days of the the month that i'm no good in terms of i start picking stuff up i've just got a trail of destruction that's left behind me <laughs> i've all these different tasks <laughs> i remember one day baby you, you gonna finish any of this like um, no. and there's just stuff everywhere and i was like oh yeah yeah maybe so um <laughs> so he is anyway he's an amazing support system and He knows my business and I go to him with so many things to ponder and query. And you know what? He's awesome. And I think between him and then there's something that me and a couple of friends set up in 2015 called a nurture huddle. And um, it was me and uh, another friend, Arlene and Bron. And we pretty much since 2015, every fortnight met up Mm -hmm. and we put it together originally for business support. Um, and the idea of sort of growing our business, and but in a more feminine way. But actually, it's become just this most amazing friendship that, I mean, we've been through some serious stuff together, the three of us. And, um, and it, there's just this really deep trust, sacred space, honest space and you know whether it's business stuff whether it's personal stuff the space is there whether it's fun holidays laughter camping you know it's yeah it's been incredible I would recommend anybody to start getting their nurture huddle um
1: love the name as well yeah That's exactly just describes it perfectly doesn't
0: yeah, it yeah
2: absolutely yeah. I want a nurture huddle now <laughs> well we've we've spoken many times actually about starting to share sort of a formula around it Mm. if we if we could start to sort of bottle it and and label the different components so that other women could then start to set it up because I wouldn't have thought that 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 what it started out is what it is now in terms of it's one of my greatest support structures, you know, yeah, and amazing. just so much love and respect to those women. is undrew.
1: And I love, I really love that, um, that, that specifically started as a business support and actually has become yeah. everything like an everything support because we have, again, I think that that links back to the feminine energy as well. Like women, don't tend to just do one thing women do all of the things simultaneously while juggling some other things and doing some other things for some other people as well so actually having the support that you can you can ask anything you can lean on them for anything is is actually really precious
2: really precious and one of the things i mean there's so many different things but imagine that time when you just go i i I can't be there tonight because i just i don't have the energy and there's never any like Oh, she's not in the way it's just like cool do you need anything babe no sweet we're here if you need us but totally respect that that's where you're at likewise you know we all own our own business and our life directly impacts our business and our business directly impacts our life there is no distinction i think when you're an mm. entrepreneur
1: yeah they're all into, they're so it, intertwined it's very hard ways well, i think i would say it's impossible actually a lot of people say oh you should just disentangle yourself and give yourself the evening off and I'm, it doesn't really work like that like no no i mean i do have time off and time on and but but my business is me and i am my business and i think that is that i'm never going to just separate it and people talk about oh what's your exit strategy and i don't have one because it's me it's not yeah. either i will be running it or i won't i, I don't think it's something that the kind of businesses that we run and I know uh, one of one of the ladies that you've mentioned as well the kind of businesses that we all run um particularly the three of us here this evening like it's not something that we can give to somebody else it is it is all about us so yeah I think that's that's an amazing amazing thing that is incredible I love it uh, just, uh, go on no, go on. I was just, no, I was just agreeing and smiling because I'm <laughs> loving this evening. It's great.
0: It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. It's like you said earlier. Be damned with the questions. This is just fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely. But well, to be honest, we we only put those questions in place because we didn't know how we would handle an interview, did we? So we thought we'd better have some kind of structure in case, because people often are nervous and they don't know what to say, and um, and some people i don't know like we've been very lucky so far people chatted you and you and jen have both chatted amazingly so um but i would say what what advice would you give to our listeners what what little bit of i don't know life business fertility other advice would you give if you could just give one one piece oh that's actually no i don't have to restrict you to one piece you can have as many as you like (laughs) you can have as many as you like that's (laughs) like (laughs) my husband telling me i
0: can have one book at the bookstore it doesn't yeah that's (laughs) never gonna happen (laughs) is it let's be honest it is and he knows it (laughs)
1: By one, do you mean one bookshelf full? Because oh, that, well, that, would be a, yeah. that would be acceptable. But one <laughs> book
2: is not acceptable. You know, I was like, I want to come up with something really profound for this. I want to be this, like, oh, wise sage, feminine. I mean, you uh, are.
1: You are a wise, feminine are, sage. Yes. I don't think you need to come up with anything else to to, to However, I was like,
2: I don't know. Do you know, but actually, as I sit here right now, Because I was like, to listen to myself more, to play. And actually, as I sit here right now, my one piece of advice is get to know your cycle and how you can really use it within your business. Because I'm a really firm believer, we've generally got like four different aspects to us that happen on a monthly basis. Which means that as like a CEO of our company, we get to have four different CEOs' perspectives and skills and abilities. And I like that. Mm. And this is again why like why are we not gifted this as a toolkit to understand the resourcefulness that us as women have? You know, I've just had my bleed. I'm not that productive, but my goodness, I've had massive insights. And um, I'm sort of still in the throes of it. But I've slowed right down and it's given me massive, massive insights, personal insights of stuff that I can shift and let go of, but that will then show up as well in my work and in my business. And likewise, I can also trust to take time out because I know in another few days, in fact, my energy is already building because I rested. I know that I can put in a 12, 14 hour a day in a couple of day, in a few days. And I also know that I'm gonna be in a really dynamic phase of my cycle and I'll be able to plan. So all the goodness that I've cultivated at this point in time, these sort of embryos of ideas, I can plant and start to run with and I'll have the capacity in the mental brain, like planning and organizational brain is gonna come in and I'm gonna wanna be out there. So likewise, I know that when the autumn phase comes, which is PMT time, I've got an inner critic that is ruthless. I can put it to task in my business and I can get, I can be like, right, go fetch, go and review everything and tell me where it's not working. And she will come back and she will hold no punches and go, <laughs> this is it, that shit, that shit, that shit. But she'll tell me, she'll give me a really strong feedback. And then Again, if I know how to work with my cycle, I know not to take action quite at that point when when perhaps inner critic or inner bitch is fully running the show, (laughs) but I now know to bleed on it and if it's still important, it will last through there. So then I know what actions to start taking in my business, what needs attention in my business, outside of my work. But... That would actually be my number one thing as women get to know your cycle and get it working for you.
1: And I think that's going to be life changing because mm. I recognise in what you're. So I, I have, I have listened to. Well, I have, as ever, as I'm, 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 I'm sure other people listening will, and I'm sure Sarah as well, and probably you as well, Tara, because you are human after all. Uh, wise sage or not, you are definitely still human, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I have listened, but I have not implemented in the past, and I can recognise those, those, those uh what's the word i'm looking for mental states those feelings i just don't have a clear idea of when mine arrive and i think i would find it much easier like you say to rest knowing that i'm but at the moment i don't know when i'm going to be able to pull a 14 hour day so i panic and i try and do it every day and that, yeah. i'm sure i'm not alone in that but actually this i think is going to be life changing for a lot of people to um to recognise where your superpowers lie and when your superpowers lie and and then work with it the rest of the time for the, I, I'm I'm think. Sorry, it's because you've given me loads to think about. So I'm trying to talk and think at the same time, which is always a recipe for disaster <laughs> for me. <laughs>
2: but, but also, I loved, it's interesting oh, to see where your blocks may be, because this then brings it, you know, down to being a kinesiologist in terms mm-hmm. of starting to test where you're out of alignment with things, because mm. we've already spoken about shame and and um, guilt and all of those things. Now, if we associate shame with resting, with, with our time of the month, it's then really difficult to start encouraging rest when you are then connecting that in with some fading on your heart part by being less than at that point in time. So again, it's, it's first of all knowing the stuff. The second part is then beginning to embrace it and implement it, like you say. It's also about recognising where you need support to bring in alignment around some of this. Because I've been working with my cycle now for five years. Peaks and troughs, you know, there's times when I'm more in, in flow with it than others. Um, but I I had to go on a journey. And I think that in today, we're all very busy. Sometimes you need some, some quick fixes with this. And to also zap where the alignment is or misalignments are so you can clear some of the baggage around that, which will only serve to improve your relationship with yourself to be more compassionate and kind. But also then you've got greater chance of really beginning, beginning to integrate your diary and and your your cycle, which then will have an impact on your hormones, which will have an impact on, you know, any hormonal condition that's jutting you out of balance so it, on a physiological level this is so powerful but also you know for those times when you doubt yourself or when you need to rest and replenish, being able to 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 own it ah oh, the freedom amazing, amazing. Mm, absolutely
0: oh i just I, every time you finish speaking i'm like just gonna let that wash over me for a moment and think about that that is absolutely great there is so many more uh, there are so many more things that I think we could talk about but I think I'm gonna have to step outside the um, podcast to chat with you more definitely but I think that probably brings us up to a really nice close doesn't it do you think Carla I
1: think so yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm just, just yeah I'm just gonna
0: say then by you know tell us where we can find out more about you what you know everything that you're that you're doing because I am fascinated i
2: can't wait to get to the links and go and have a little look a bit further cool so have a look i mean it's my youtube channel i'm producing more and more videos whether they are about your cycle and how to work with your cycle the seasons of your cycle they're all clearly labeled but then there's also much more content there if you've got if you're on a fertility journey as well they're there but I've also released a lot more of my energy work that's just going to be really, you know, like Carla tapped into. This is also a bigger picture about really beginning to um, promote that, 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 I don't even want to call it healthy because I don't really like that. But that greater connection to yourself so that you've actually got these toolkits that are really work and you can own and you can take yourself through, you know, various different toolkits like EFT. If you've got resistance to bringing something into your life, there's a whole load of stuff that's free that you can tap into, get curious and start to play and see what amazing shifts you start to have in your life. So my YouTube channel, which is the feminine space or have a look on my website because that's where I'm going to be starting to list more about the courses and you can sign up to webinars. Um, And so that's also got a number of my videos as well. So that's another massive resource, which is www.thefemininespace.co.uk. And um, yeah. about social media?
0: You're on any uh, social media channels that we should be following? Yeah, so
2: I've got um, on Facebook, which is The Feminine Space and Instagram, which is at Tara Palacki.
1: Awesome. And we'll link to all of those um, in... I was going to say the comments. That's not what I mean in the show notes in the episode. The notes. Notes. Yeah. We'll, we'll link to all of that. And if there's anything specific, um, by the time the episode comes out, um, because Tara is a powerhouse of creation and creates all kinds of amazing things constantly. So, um, once we, yeah, once we know exactly what, what that is, we will pop all of that in the show notes
2: amazing i've
1: had the best i'm so inspired i'm sorry i knew knew it was going to be good because obviously i know you but i it's been eye-opening in lots of ways so thank you so much for coming and joining us definitely thank you so so much as someone has obviously
0: only literally just met you as well i am i can't even get the words out how inspired i am and i i write words that's what i do so i'm very (laughs) excited to have met you you're going to your, I'm gonna give you're just gonna get loads more comments from me on social media because I'm just going to be following everything that you've got.
1: I have to say, if you if you manage to make Sarah wordless, you've done well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not
2: something that happens often. I'll be honest. No,
1: <laughs> very true. Thank
2: you so well, much. Yeah, thank you so well, much, thank lovely you, Tara. It's been incredible. Thank you, ladies. I've loved it, and it's oh, um, great. it's just so great to chat to women who are curious, and I think like the world get curious like that's an exciting energy to have isn't it and and then if you are curious then certainly at the moment I see part of one of my roles is to to offer out some some education that's really helpful and then ways to bring you know us together so that we can have these chats and get excited and drink tea and eat cake and um get supercharged because this stuff lights me up as well which gives me the energy to keep going and creating so i've loved this evening thank you it's been beautiful and gorgeous to hang out with you ladies
1: you're so welcome it's been amazing for us too so that just leaves us to say as we usually do we'd love if you could rate us but only five stars please um as in, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the rude bit, I usually do. And um, what else do you usually <laughs> say, Sarah? <laughs> uh,
0: you can find Sorry? us on, um, yes, you can, our website is creativereboot.co and you can find us on, are we on Instagram and Facebook as Creative Reboot? We are on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. Check us out, honestly. Um, and yeah, you can subscribe, that's not an easy word to say, to our mailing list. So it'll be great to see you there. Oh, good. Thank you. We're so bad at goodbyes, but we're just going to say goodbye now. We'll
1: say goodbye. We'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye.